This episode of Film Sack is brought to you by you. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash frogpants. And thanks. What's that about? Who knows? They won't let me do anything around here. Ooh, here's a good one. Degloving. There's a picture. Oh, Jesus. You know, statistically, you're more likely to die in a hospital than anywhere else. lost my daughter to the abyss, but tonight I'm calling her back. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Episode 360. That's right, a full rotation. 360 wow. today. Uh, my name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today with Brian. How bad does family dinner have to go when somebody ends up on fire in the yard, Dunaway? Oh, hi. Well, Alice, this is our life now. Yep, void as far as the eye can see. Except for that giant pyramid. Wait, is that the void? I mean, I was thinking of the void as more of a location or state of mind, you know, an internal feeling than an actual object. Hey, do you hear that? Hmm. I wonder what they do with our mail. I mean, do they pick it up here? Do we have to go someplace? Probably triangle shaped. Drop off our mail, pick it up. We still need to do Christmas cards, right? I mean, this doesn't get us out of that, does it? Seriously, do you hear that? Hey, Alice. Sorry about chopping you up earlier. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> it was a real bummer. Do you hear that? You, you, don't, you don't hear that. <laughs> hey, look. It's Bev. Hey, Bev. Awkward. <laughs> Bev is very awkward. Uh, also with us, Randy. Speaking of which, Randy, it was Beverly's face. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. All right, Mr. Gillespie, I've got your final receipts here for the custom participation trophies you ordered while making this uh, movie or whatever this is. I know you said you're going to pay the actors with these things, but you'll need to pay me cash money. Now, we're giving you a 20% discount for the misspellings, and we came up three trophies short, but from the looks of this uh, set, and the fact I just saw both of your leads working their day jobs over at the Piggly Wiggly, I don't think we have a problem. Please sign here above our name. Deluxe Participation Trophies. We're not mm. satisfied until you're not satisfied. Mm-hmm. No. Very nice. No. No. And finally, Brian, here, jump into my big triangle libid. <laughs> so uh for film sack today I decided i'd look back at the original kickstarter campaign that they used to raise hmm. the money to make the movie and see what the different levels and rewards were that they offered to their backers so all right here we go level one 
uh, $200 con uh, con uh, contribution. So contributors at this level were offered an actual prop from uh, from the film. What they didn't know is that they were just going to get a white sheet from Coles with a black triangle spray <laughs> painted on it. All right, well, all right, let's move on to okay. let's move on to number two here. Uh, level two, uh, $350. If you pledged at this level, you could contribute a joke or a funny line, some moment of lev levity to the film. Uh, looks like they didn't get any backers at this. Yeah, level. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, level level three. Here's the biggie. Uh, five hundred dollars. If you donated five hundred dollars, you get a whole section of the actual celluloid film, frames and all. Unfortunately, they cut those large sections out before they distributed the film to theaters and streaming services, leaving out whole sections of the movie that might have explained what the hell I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just want to say, Brian uh, uh, Ibbett. Yeah. You, you could have also been like maybe watching Hearthstone on your iPad mm. while watching this movie. That's it. Really improves the the thing. Really, maybe I need to do that next time because I've I've got some uh, I've got some quests in Hearthstone. I got three quests in Hearthstone I need to complete. <laughs> I uh, want to watch the void while playing. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the quests. Get two hundred gold for that in a pack right. of cards. I was Too really busy trying to get stupid animals to visit my damn campsite. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're not stupid. They're good people. I'd like to. I'd like to go on record early, <laughs> just just yeah. early to say that I, I went into this expecting what Brian Ibbett is explaining to me, like not yeah. good, hard to exp what is this, hard to talk about, like what you know, bad movie. I came out kind of liking it, and by that I mean, you know, I like. Uh, hell, what's the hell? What's the ones with Pinhead? Clive Barker. The Clive Barker it's, it's movies. It's Hellraiser. Yeah. you're, it's you're, making, you're Hellraiser. making a great point. This is Hellraiser two, it's which Hellraiser. we just saw yeah. this year. Yeah, it's totally Hellraiser. It's, it's, it's Hellraiser without the charm, though. I mean, I know <laughs> Hellraiser has charm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Compared to Hell this, beep, Hellraiser. Beep, there's there's beep. there's moments of levity. There's moments of like. Like, oh my god, okay, that's gross, but oh, it's kind of funny. Oh, they're coming out of a mattress, or oh, they're on a on a freaking totem pole. This is also, like also creativity I'm going to bring my daughter back from the dead. <laughs> like com comparing these two, Hellraiser is the one with the artistic merit, and I, I I'm not right. saying yeah it's great artistic merit. I'm just saying it's there. Like it is there. Yeah, right. right. You you make good points. However. Hellraiser, the Hellraiser two, which is the most relatable to this particular movie, which we just saw for Halloween, uh, it was a little more artsy. However, expecting levity in what is essentially an exploration into what it feels like for loss. When someone says they lose someone close to them, they say there's an emptiness, a void, and that's what this movie is about. To have levity into it feels like it would be dis. Well, okay. And and, actually, and maybe, I actually wait, like wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe levity is not the right word. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I, I think, keep I feel like Dunaway found channeling a theme Father Mulcahy from Mash. Levity, right. yeah. <laughs> guys. Yeah. Dun Dunaway found a theme in this movie. I'm just, I'm blown oh. away right now. Oh, what? Okay, what? A Explain. Theme. Explain Let's the theme. Underline that. Yeah. What is the theme? Give me a. Give me. Break it down. Dun Dunaway just said something, and it was like a theme. I'm, I'm confused because I, I didn't recognize it while watching. No. Oh, well, all right. I, I mean, look, right, right. the the theme of this movie. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Fletcher's gonna explain. Oh, what's that uh -huh. you say? I have a Scott Fletcher clip. Weird. Yeah. Welcome uh, back, Fletcher. Yeah, welcome back, Scott Fletcher. Uh, it's not like he went anywhere. It's mostly welcome back, uh, a, a better way of getting them and not being so procrastinating. <laughs> Scott is what we're saying. But here it is. It's uh, Scott Fletcher explaining The Void. The Void. 
Shortly after delivering a patient to an understaffed hospital, a police officer experiences strange and violent occurrences, seemingly linked to a group of mysterious hooded figures. That is the least descriptive. <laughs> I mean, that's not Fletcher's fault, but every description of this movie out there is hideously short-sighted on, in well, terms it, of what the movie is. It definitely describes one shot of the film. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the scene where the officer goes outside to... To his car to call it in, and he gets attacked. Right, and he sees right. all the mysterious right. hooded figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From Target. So, all right. So, Scott, I think I might have helped you then. Like seeing my my comments <laughs> in Slack yesterday probably lowered your expectations <laughs> to the point where you were a little bit more receptive to the void. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, like you would have done that for me. The void <laughs> warm I know. Thanks a lot, guys, for not tearing it down for me. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, the void weirdly I don't know. Maybe it it it, it channeled some of that eighties uh carpenter vibey thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And for me for me, you know, movies today are kind of short on that. This was a movie full of Canadian actors that none of us have really seen much of before, except for the guy that played the big baddie. We've seen him in a million I, things. I but. wish we could demonstrate air quotes yeah. while nah. podcasting. Sure, <laughs> sure. Actors, the word actors. I think they were fine. They were fine. And they've all got bodies of work. And the, the guy that played the cop Wait, was fine. The girl was fine. Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth Welsh, a.k.a. the doc, Dr. Void, was uh, air quotes? Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> they uh, he he was actually in a movie we saw the day after tomorrow. No, he's in oh, all okay. kinds of movies. Look, if you go look at his list, that dude works. Uh, he was the vice president. Yeah, well, and he's in a lot more than that. Like he's in big movies, like like Oscar movies and and, and well movies. <laughs> well regarded movies. You know, movies that are uh, been around forever. The guy's got a huge resume. Like that guy, that guy gets it done. Uh, yeah. And there ain't nothing wrong with him. He's fine. Uh, and but he's but but in this thing, I mean, it's obviously low rent. It's a kickstarted movie. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a simple kind of a pretty simple idea. It's basically Hellraiser, like Brian said, and and I don't know. It's all right. It's not great. I mean, I didn't come out of this going, oh my gosh, the the new face I, of cinema has has risen right, right exactly back off I was everybody away. else. Say what? I was blown away. I was blown away because I knew this was a Kickstarter movie, and my expectations were like in the sub basement of this mm. hospital. I mean, I was like, <laughs> this is going to be bad. Yeah. But, but they, they, they honestly, they deserve, uh, awards for their creature designs because this is some of the best creature design stuff I've seen since the eighties. I might even would say these are almost Sam Winston kind of, I mean, they're just, mm. say they're Sam or pretty, Stan. They're pretty no, they're good. darn good. Practical effects. Did you say Sam Winston? Because he's the low budget Did version say, of Stan Winston. Yeah, he's like he's yeah, like, that's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Did I say Sam, <laughs> yeah. well, that's his great. brother. His, I like his, that. Yeah, his yeah. less Stan, his less Stan qualified actually, brother. Stan actually cloned himself. Yeah, and now he has little Sammy Winston. He's a little short guy. He just, <laughs> here's the like, thing. Here's women. the thing he, to remember, like though. Howard. Here's <laughs> this is important to note, though. Let's not skip past this because these guys are that. Everything you just yeah. said, they're known for that. This weird Kickstarter friend project they did together is uh, is showing some of their skills, but they're all, if you look at their IMDb stuff, it's all art design and effects and creature stuff, and and it's in things you've all seen and loved. Like, the, the funny thing about today's Star Trek Connections, which is kind of dumb, so I'll just say it now, um, there's like 10 names on it, 
but none of them have anything to do with anything in Star Trek history except for they are all part of Star Trek Discovery's art and effects team. So this right, brand right. new season of Discovery, everybody in here, including the directors and writers, uh, are all working on Star Trek Discovery and killing it, by the way, over there. It yeah, really good. visually, this movie, to me, for the budget, kills it. I yeah. mean, it is just awesome. It's cool. It's cool. Now, now, yeah. I want, part of it is the old trick of, hey, we need to show some weird creature, uh, backwards walking, half man, half giant, whatever right. the hell Floppy it is, creature. Head, uh, we, super, yeah. super dark, flashy light. You can't quite see what's yeah, going on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to give people freaking epileptic seizures in, in, or, yeah. in order to show this thing, because otherwise it would you'd see all the seams and the problems and the whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the feet were dumb. Every time they landed on the ground, I went, all right, freaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the derivative thing from the ring is the triangle, right? Oh right. yeah, so, I never saw the uh, ring. Is the ring worth seeing? What? Never, absolutely, never I like the, the ring. ring is worth yeah. seeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I would call it. I, I would call it one of the five scariest movies I've ever seen. But um, it's got you know like it's it, this this has that derivative thing where it's like instead of a circle it'll be a triangle, and instead of it being a girl that comes out when you look at it. It'll be a whole mess of people dressed up mm -hmm. like the KKK. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, the KKK is scary, but <laughs> it felt like a step down from the, the thing about the girl in the ring is that she's got this long, greasy hair that hangs over her face, right? Yeah. And she and, and she moves like she's broken. Right. Oh, right. Like, she, like the yeah. film is speeding up and slowing down and speeding yeah. up and slowing yeah. down, which right. is like, yeah, she's unnerving really, and creepy. No. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And and so in this film it just felt like it, where you're being derivative, it was lesser. Like I, it didn't add something that made me, you know, scared. It it just right. made me stare and go, why? I well, and I hand agree. wavy and hand right. wavy horror stuff like that is not scary to me at all. It's like, oh, this is scary because we say it is. Oh, the tentacles <laughs> are bad. We don't. We're not going to tell you where the tentacles come from or what they do, but they're bad. Just trust yeah. us. They're bad. Well, isn't that more of that's a Lovecraft thing? Like, a, like exactly. it's, it's supposed sure. to make you feel not scared as much as uneasy and like, oh, why? What is coming out of her face? That isn't good. Like these, right. yeah. these guys are fans of horror all the way back. You can tell it because everything that's in this gigantic void soup of horror <laughs> is something that is, uh, you know, something that's been played before, but never quite in this mixture. And uh, I, I liked, I liked what they were doing with that. And as far as the shapes and stuff goes, you know, the triangle is. Is 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 representative of a lot of mystical, uh, mystic stuff. You guys ever watch Gravity Falls? Yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I love that show. It it explores so much of this uh, of this kind of stuff, and so I I wasn't really bothered by the people outside with their little triangle mask on. I wish they had have done more. I understand that they were part of the plot to make sure that the characters stayed within the area they were in, mm -hmm. but I wish they had have closed in the circle, you know, to to heighten the tension. Uh, I felt like they kind of missed an opportunity. Well, those guys with the hoods that. are the chicks in the bucket, as far as I'm concerned, because they yeah. didn't really do anything. And I don't also, I also, I, you know, part of me is like, wait, so he, did he have all these uh, disciples right. recruited Stucker, for years? Powell's followers. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what's up okay. with that? I didn't know if they were followers or if they were risen corpses that, you know, right. were a little bit more ambly than the classic, ones. Classic, classic horror, though, because that's what you want. You want 
questions. You want people to walk away with oh. theories and go, <laughs> but how many questions? <laughs> right? How many questions? That's that's where you got it. That's where you got to ask. Have I left too many questions? Yeah. Did yeah, I, did don't, did it walk away with? A thousand questions or a thousand questions. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I had some questions like, you know, is Murloc Shaman really viable in this meta? But <laughs> I, I, I did I did write down like a whole film theory around this oh, thing. Oh, and, wow. and, yes. and it just it, and it actually I can state it really, really simply. Uh, I thought about so the last two years. This is this film is from last year. The last two years. What were the scariest movies? Uh, and I wrote down three things. OK. That that I thought were were really scary and really well done. Those are uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. All right. And, yes. and, Psychological. And yeah. It. Yeah. And yes. and Get Out. And Perfect. I, and That's, I, those are the three I was so I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, what is it about scary movies now? Because this is a newer film. We're we're not talking about classic horror. Uh, what is it about scary movies now that really works on me as a as an audience? And the answer is when the bad guy is an is an avatar of the evil and actually speaks and actually describes what is going on you know in, in get out it's a whole uh, commune of bad people and in 10 cloverfield lane it's this one guy that you don't really know if he's bad but you have a horrible feeling about him the whole damn time right. and he doesn't stop talking and this kind of in it in it if pennywise didn't talk it would be missing most of the scary parts because Except it's for the that, dance I know, sure, but it's that ridiculous <laughs> voice and the and the drawing you into trying to you trying to hear what Pennywise is saying. You lean in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just yeah. I feel like the void is completely missing that 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 it's devoid. Of... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I guess I see where you're coming from there. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. I I liked the uh, okay. It's a very this this movie to me was a very simple concept and but I feel like it was executed. Uh, well, because I feel like the the creators really understood horror movies and have looked at them for years, and they created what I felt like was a pretty solid movie based on how horror movies are usually made. They're based on our fears uh, and and some of our pain. And Hellraiser specifically was was really focused on you know our personal pains, and and mm -hmm. this movie was based on. The void, which is the loss, the the emptiness we feel inside that we want to feel when we lose a loved one, and and I can only imagine that losing a child would probably be the worst. And as a viewer on the outside trying to understand that, I'm okay with questions because I've never experienced it, and so I think it puts me exactly where they wanted I, to. Put I think me so. Total, totally, I agree with you. But I'm, here's where I'm going to side with Ibit. They didn't, they didn't earn a lot of it. And by that, yeah. I mean, like, okay, let's say yeah. Old Man Doctor is this maniacal freak show who's figured out a way to touch the other side, which, again, is lifted right from that doctor from, uh, was it the second Hellraiser? Hellraiser? I, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hellraising it. Hellraising it again. Hellraising her. Raising more or whatever. Anyway. Raising more hell. They, they, uh, <laughs> this time it's, it's, it's actually Hellbound Hellraiser 2. That's anyway, right. right. So, space. so when, he, when he does, when he's doing his thing, that's fine, but they didn't earn getting there. So, so by that I mean, was he just sort of fooling everybody this whole time? Okay, I'll t I'll take that. But then, did he get stabbed in the neck? And if he did, did it not kill him? And if it didn't, why? Like you're not giving me a lot. He's, a, he's already he's already dead. Is he? But you're right. You're right. There there is a lot of uh, this is this is one of those movies that goes in reverse. So you drop a bunch of characters into a location who have history, obviously. 
and we start peeling away uh, why that's important. Um, and so same thing here. We're kind of peeling it all away. And at some point, maybe they peeled a little too fast for you. Well, me, maybe, but, uh, but they didn't the peel thoroughly. Like they didn't uh, right. provide enough <laughs> around, you know, why are we peeling this? What's the... Right. And why, and, yeah, and why was he, so before he was hit in the neck and disappeared and then became, you know, pinhead, mm-hmm. uh, why, why is he, why are we even going through these motions when they, when he brings the other guy right. in and we all see that there's these white hooded figures out there with triangles on their, on their chest. And, uh, also no one ever brings up the fact that the cop seems very impervious to multiple stabbings. That guy seems to yeah. be, oh, everybody, yeah. everybody, the girl at the very beginning gets shot in the back, in yeah. the lung yeah. and, yeah. and she's just laying there like screaming, like, no, yeah. no, it doesn't work that she way. Right. Screaming. Yeah. The, the, the whole idea, so there's some things that I kind of thought about after I watched this movie and was thinking, you know, some things I didn't see and I couldn't tell if it was intentional or because budget constraints because every time i think i'm like okay this had a really low budget and i could do so much they didn't show anybody else in town there was no really other town everything was very dark except for very few you know barely lit areas and it's almost like the world like they were already inside the doctor's world like he had already had already been manipulating them already and that power was already there and like this is well, a theory you, this is just this is just me sure. talking bullshit yeah no but, uh, i like it i like it but there's the disembodied voice on the other end of the um the yeah, police, when you keep, uh radio and stuff sure yeah like I, maybe she's somewhere he's still in reality so is uh so when hmm. someone gets killed or hurt or something i kind of give it just a little bit of leeway because Oh, wrong. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I just want—I just want to say I like—I like what Dunaway's talking about. I, it's actually the the best thing in the movie for me, and we should probably all name the best thing in the movie for us. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Um, why not? Best thing in the movie for me is the. That was my favorite thing too. I love okay, that part. That, it's great. If that wasn't if that wasn't on purpose. It's just another it's, brilliant. It's, yeah. It's great that it was absent. Yeah. Because nothing better says nothing says the void like absence. Yeah. <laughs> Ran, 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 my, Randy just fell through the through the triangle with a cop. No, I think I think that was I think that had to be on purpose. It's, it's brilliantly done. No, it wasn't, I, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't on purpose. Oh, oh damn really? It, damn it. Tell, tell we're, us your we're, favorite thing, were, Randy. Folks were using Discord for the first time. And yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> This is a special, a very special episode. This has happened. This happened before, though. A couple of weeks ago, not using Discord, Randy also answered yeah. a question. Goes now, my favorite thing was, and then he would stop, and then it would be like, <laughs> I swear he's doing that on purpose, leaving us hanging. It's like we know you don't like the movie. I mean, but <laughs> right, that's really funny. So, um, give us your favorite thing, Randy. I want to hear it before you disappear again. Yeah. Not oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do one. Uh, my favorite thing is. Uh, the the scene where he's in the little operating room. This, by the way, was an old mm-hmm. high school. It was not an actual hospital, which is crazy. And I kind of got right. that vibe yeah. early on. Just as creepy, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe even school, more. Abandoned high school, abandoned hospital. Eh, both both right there at nine on the uh, creepometer. <laughs> yeah. Not not a huge fan of those either way. But um. But yeah, like there he's in this room. It's very dark, and he's talking to her on the table, and she right. seems to be there. 
and is normal and laying there and having, you know, giving birth to some nightmare or whatever she's doing. Actually, I'm not even sure what he's got her doing in the end. I think she just, I think she's really got some bad gas. You know is that what it is? Just right. really bad she's gas. just trying to, yeah. she's making that same gassy face that a lot of kids make when they have gas, yeah. like babies. Trying to, trying to push through a meatloaf from two days ago. But, but anyway, she's laying there and they're having, she's saying, you know, help me or whatever. And he's trying to talk to her and says he won't leave her and he's holding her hand. And then it fades away or you, you you realize after a little bit of VO from bad guy that she's really now just this giant uh, collection of like weird tentacles and and dra- drapey <laughs> fleshy things. And it's like very otherworldly and, and gross in there. And I thought that was just really handled well. Now, why now there's still questions about why is he seeing it differently than than everyone else? You know, why? Why is anything really happening? We don't know. It's all just big psychological mess. But. I thought that was that was handled all right, and I also think so, those two were our best actors in there. I thought they were. And both one thing good. that would have made that even better is if it looked like, like you know, they, there was always a really tight close up on her face, and kind of then a top of her head long shot down the table towards the doctor who was standing at her feet. Yeah. If they would have shown her laying on the table, looking like she's struggling, unable to move, and we didn't know why, it would have made mm-hmm. that whole other shot of the tentacles and things that were kind of also restraining her. A lot more powerful, and they could have easily done that. Right. Yeah, like yeah. right. No, we're just we just ten thousand more dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> a new, it would just have taken like another camera placement because we don't have to show ten thousand dollars. Show that there are no right. other <laughs> stretch goal. Yeah, if we stretch get to goal. Stretch goal. Then yeah. we'll show <laughs> new stretch goal. But it is. If you want this movie to be better, you got to give a little money. Before, right? but before we get to everybody else's favorite things, I, think, I do think yeah. it bears mentioning. This is one of those, you know, one of those cases where. I didn't actually know it was a Kickstarter thing until I was done. And then I went and did all this stuff. I'm like, oh, this was Kickstarter. Okay, interesting. Does that color uh, our impressions of movies and stuff now? Like, if you find out it's been it's been crowdfunded versus the normal Hollywood way, does it make it better? Does it make Probably it worse? Probably in a worse way, right? Because I, if I would you think of a, a director that's got the chops and can raise that kind of money with a producer, well-known producer. Yeah then you're more inclined to say, okay, this is probably going to be a good movie. Like, if you heard that the next Steven Soderbergh movie was going to be crowdfunded, you'd think, all right, well, it's Steven Soderbergh. It's going to be good. But mm. if it's coming from some unknown couple of guys who could have been working on this or could have been working on, I don't know, the next great Apple phone charger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gl- I think this movie, you know, we had this, this inclination to go, well, if they just had had a little more money, because this was really well done at this price. If they had a little little bit more money, man, imagine what they could have done. But that's no, not I always think... true. That's not always true, right? That's we just we just make that leap of logic. I think that this was the perfect skill set for the amount of money they got, and the perfect product for the amount of money that was invested. I, in my opinion, I think that, um, and this kind of goes along with my favorite thing in the movie. I mean, the visually the the thing i liked most about the movie was how it looked it's a very mm-hmm. the hospital is creepy the the design of the cult figures with just the triangle was creepy the um even the the special effects the practical effects of the disembodied or the the corpses coming back to life and attacking them in the void and going through the hole and and the the uh, creature effects i liked all of that i thought that was mm-hmm. that was all really well done yeah i think if it were written better and writing it better wouldn't have taken a stretch goal or wouldn't have taken one more backer to kind of <laughs> 10 more dollars and we'll pump this grip we'll actually <laughs> we'll, we'll uh we'll hire an editor or we'll we'll actually have a proofreader or somebody who can like maybe embellish this yeah that that actually is where i feel like it fell flat for me acting was great i think the i love the fact that the only 
the only other recognizable person in there is Kim, who's who's knives oh, in. Yeah, I um, love Kim. She's great. Uh, in the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, let me show you how to deglove somebody. By the way, I didn't know deglove was a thing until I heard that. I I didn't either. And then you kind of see over his shoulder what it is like, oh, I don't want to know that. Why would you do that? I thought we've talked about that term on Film Sack. Degloving? Have we? There's some body horror. No, that's what they did. That's what they that did in uh, the fourth season of Community. Oh no, that was a deglovering. Oh, oh glee degloveringing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's funny. unfortunate. Oh, so oh, hold man. on. So, Randy, what your favorite thing? What do you? What'd you like? I, I was I was trying to say earlier. It's 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 that it's the thing that Dunaway was saying he he didn't appreciate that much, which is the fact that this place is so cut off, so uh, out in the woods, so to speak. And like I say, that felt from the very very beginning, it felt like a throw to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. where the whole film you're like. How can we be so isolated? Right, isolated. <laughs> I agree. And I don't think I necessarily I actually I actually did like the isolation. It felt very much like the nod they had uh, which was they nodded to uh uh to the Night of Living Dead where people sure. re- literally are ran in, you know, they're kind of corralled into a house and are stuck there. Uh, however, the outside never actually pushes in really hard sure like the uh Ke- so. kenneth walsh and kathleen monroe uh mm-hmm. the your two leads here had previously starred together being father and daughter or not leads i guess kenneth Wal- Grand- walsh is granddad the old guy. granddad daughter was, was father and daughter in george a romero's survival oh. of the dead in 2009 so they worked together yes. before yeah that was which one which one is the one at the mall because that one's always my favorite that's uh dawn of the dead Dawn. Oh no no no! Dawn of the dead. Yeah, Night Dawn of, of the Dead, dead isn't it? Yeah, Dawn, oh, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Day of the Dead is the is the one after that where they're in the cave, the underground bunker thing. Nah, uh, I didn't care about that one. Now that one's we've seen that here, I think. Yeah, we did. It was okay with the giant elevator. That yeah. was weird. The mall one has never happened uh, on Film Sack, and I wish it. But we we should see Dawn of the Dead, either the old one or even even the Zack Snyder mm-hmm. remake is pretty fun. To yeah, watch. I agree. I'd love to see any of those. Yeah, that yeah. one's all right. But uh, yeah, my, so it, my favorite. Yeah, go ahead. My favorite thing is no matter how we got there, and I know it kind of it kind of rushed, like Scott said, it, it how he didn't earn getting to the point that the doctor is standing in front of the void. But once he's standing in front of the triangle in the void, and the void is open and it's behind him, those couple of scenes, those shots, just I loved them when they're when he, when he axed when he axed wounded the doctor in the in the you know in the neck, yeah. and that axe was just pointing straight down towards us. Uh, as as the viewer and 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 just the the voiceover everything about those moments worked for me especially when uh when the cop finally gets up and he musters all of his energy and he just pushes him through the void and for something it was almost like oh, i was like yeah yeah no, it's, that stuff was oh, super oh. cool super cool you know what it was for me mm. uh i need a trope alert on this oh really <laughs> hold on i got one of those uh, right here here you go the enemy comes up behind you yeah. yeah, don't you love that? Sure, I yeah. love that trope. It's my favorite thing in horror movies, and it, <laughs> it happens when they're going to get a shotgun. Mm. And yeah, yeah. The, the one of these guys comes up uh, behind him, behind Simon, just from from the from the void, like from the ground, <laughs> and and he freaking mows the mows the bad guy down. I love. Yeah, that, that stuff's pretty good. I I thought. Um... Uh, I was I was just gonna say it, shit. I had a really good thing. It was so good. It was so good. Alive. It was so good. I enjoyed it. It was right here. Was no, it, a was, trope? it was a uh, wasn't a trope, but it was like oh, oh oh I know. So after he figures out that he can't let her live because 
Well, they never really explain why she, he can't let her live, but whatever. She's in that room. and uh, There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But it's like he realizes this moment of like, well, I have to, I have to end this for her and me. Uh, so I'm going to do that. And he starts macheting or ha- axing her yeah. to death. And they own, But they do it silently behind a door with a very small f- kind of fogged window. And pull oh, right, the camera right. back very a slowly. Silence. A lot of silence in this movie. I yeah. like that. And that mm-hmm. was really cool. Like some of that stuff, freaking great. Like really great. It's just, did you earn it or did you not earn it? And I don't know if they earned it. You know, I, I I was giving this movie a lot more credit. until Every time you say, did they earn it? I, I, can I go back and go, you know, I really give this movie, I probably gave up too much. Just, just gave it away. But you're right. I don't know if they earned as much as I probably give them. Yeah, I gave them more than they earned for sure. And, and right. I'm willing to do that because, again, it's a Kickstarter thing and it's a fun little side project. And these guys are all professionals and do really great work otherwise. And I'm if I take it in all of that context, then I could see myself making a one-off dumb thing that I think is rad, but it's not the best thing ever. Like, Well, and, and you get a lot of – they get a lot of credit. Um, earning credit by uh, by how good the movie looks. It is a good looking movie. Yeah, anyway, I've said that before, but that for me is that you know, your the, favorite did thing? I, did I, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, for me, the whole did they earn it kind of gets a little bit of a a pass when it's a when it's a good looking movie. It, it mm-hmm. certainly can't. A good looking movie can still be garbage. It can still be really hard to follow. It can Are you be, saying mm. Sucker Punch was not <laughs> a good movie? There you go. Yeah. Whoa, my God, no, great no, no. example. Perfect example. Beautiful I love, looking, beautiful looking movie. But I give I give so much to Sucker Punch. I mean, almost everybody I know hates that movie, but I'm like, I like it. It's no, like, why? It's because bad. it's beautiful. No, yeah, it's but bad. I mean, okay, look at. I wonder how much uh, how much we wouldn't like uh, Fifth Element as much if it didn't look as good as it did, right? I mean, there's there's yeah. a, a movie that that looks good. I think it's got a great story. It's got a great plot. It's kind of goofy and fun and silly. But if it didn't look as good as it did and it didn't have so much style, would we like it as much? Oh, yeah. I say this this about Star Wars. If Star Wars didn't look, sound, and score the way it did, I don't Uh think anyone would give a shit about Star Wars. I really don't. Star Wars sound is, is the biggest thing to me. Everything else was good in Star Wars to me, but I didn't feel like it was maybe any better than a lot of other sci-fi stuff I'd seen during the time, but the sound. Well, that's, was like, that's my point. Hello. Like if you didn't have orchestrated uh, score, if you didn't have right. the this all groundbreaking sound, sound work, uh, yeah, all original sound effects. Yeah. Amazing. If you didn't have that, and if you didn't have uh, the visual effects that were definitely beyond anything else, anyone else was doing for ship battles and stuff. That is not a movie that would, would have held up. I guarantee freaking it. Wow. So I, Oh, there, there you are, Randy. Oh, hi, Randy. <laughs> what? What? Uh oh. What'd you Randy. say? Dang it! What? Yeah, Star Wars was also five minutes ahead of its time. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it comes out maybe a year later, and it gets beaten to the punch by a, a bunch of things. Probably. I mean, it's hard to say. Some of those things that came later were, you know, writing or were were, were drafting on of it on its uh, on what it blazed yeah. forward with. But, but I'm I'm convinced that that Star Wars is what it is because of how it sounded and how it uh, did its effects. Its story is simple. Um, the acting's not great. Like it's, you know, I'm, and I'm a giant Star Wars fan, but I, so, I think I know where my bread's buttered on that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And then later, listen, it got better. Like, like, like Empire Strikes Back is a, is a more of an opus. It's a, that's a pretty incredible yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, sure. But you know, so moving forward, it's, it's difficult to have that argument, but from the very get go, from the seventies era, Bunhead, Leia, 
freaking <laughs> shitty Luke Skywalker. All that stuff is not as good. Whiny, as whiny Skywalker. Yeah, whiny. You uh, you raised a very interesting question, Scott, and that is, what about your feelings for a movie when you know more about it, right? Mm. So, like, uh, I read a lot of movie reviews and trades, and the movie this year that I would say got the most underrated, as in the most people saying, actually, that was really good, you should see that, was The Boss Baby. Mm. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. problem with The Boss Baby is you know things. Like, you, you know Alec Baldwin is in it. You have feelings about him. You know Jimmy Kimmel is in it. You have other feelings about him. I tell you, the music's really good because it's by Hans Zimmer, and now you have other feelings, right? Yeah. yeah. I had, so, I, I had such a different expectation of that than my, uh, than my fiancé because I was, like, going, ooh, I want to see this because it has Alec Baldwin, and it has all those things you mentioned, Randy, but she said no. And I'm like, why not? And she says, it has a talking baby in it. I don't do talking <laughs> yeah. baby. I'm with you. I'm with her. I'm with your fiance. Totally, 100%. This I, is yeah, why I didn't see Boss Baby. <laughs> I'm it. glad that I, I didn't said, know. have you ever seen Look Who's Talking? Come yeah, on. they suck. Those yeah. movies suck. That's why... <laughs> <laughs> that's not uh, a selling point. Yeah, that's uh, by the way, that is an objective truth that those movies suck. <laughs> They're terrible. They're garbage. <laughs> Randy, what would you say? I'm glad I didn't know The Void was a kickstarted uh tiny thing. I I really am because I preferred not going into this with expectations. Uh I understand that sometimes if you set your expectations low enough it comes to your benefit, mm. but in this case uh, after I saw the movie, now you tell me, oh, there, this was a thing that was crowdfunded. I'm like, okay, I don't, I still don't care. Like the movie didn't make me care, so now I still don't care. Yeah, you're still in the mm. don't care category. It's fine. It's it, again, we don't see enough of these. I don't think these ones that are just kind of. This went to movie theaters, but not for very long, and it's mostly. I mean, I'd call this like a direct to streaming, direct to video style mm -hmm. thing. Of all the ones we've ever seen on FilmSack, I think this actually ranks up there with one of the better ones. This is nowhere nearly as bad as that. Uh, retrograde thing we watched and oh for sure you know yeah. none of those like the quality the quality of the filmmaking is definitely there the quality of the script writing is really my only big my big issue and 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 had that been a little better or more thought out or or something that'd be great and I also that also would have made a more impact or a bigger impact at the end of the movie where they're clearly fishing for a sequel they've gone to pyramid land and uh, it's the cop and the lady who's still alive and they're standing there holding hands staring at it the giant pyramid either this needs to have a sequel or it turns into freaking uh, stargate or something i don't know what it does but uh that's what they clearly wanted and by the end i'm like no you didn't again you didn't earn you didn't earn your sequel you need more right more right. than that because I, I, I don't care what happens to those people <laughs> i mean i kind of want to know i kind of just want to walk around that area but i don't right. care to find out what they're doing there yeah maybe give us a cut scene at the end where they you know they find a little house make a little place of themselves in the void <laughs> in the void i love it <laughs> find a nice little uh, plot of land grow some uh, tentacles right. yeah <laughs> live out their life sure why not but, I, you know, visually that stuff's interesting. Story-wise, meh, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got my thrill. That's what I got. I came to this for a little bit of a thrill. I got it. You, you got know. your thrills? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, gory and dumb and tentacles and pe people peeling skin off their face and you don't know why. And, you know, it's like, did you? it's that dumb stuff. And it was I, I, got, I got dumped for a second, but have you talked about the thing that grossed you out? Is that what you were just talking about? No. Oh, oh no. you want to you, oh. you have any ideas? Because I got a very yes, specific please. one. Okay. Oh, 
Is it got to be uh, cop puking and not rinsing out his mouth and then like going and talking to everybody in the in the whole hospital? Oh my gosh, Brian, you're freaking. Delicious. You know me way too well. That is exactly <laughs> it. Like, it, it can, doesn't it figure like this disgusting movie with blood and sinew and, and tentacles and all this crap all over the place? But it's it's a guy puking and not rinsing out his mouth, or, or even anything like the whole. Less, and also, it's implied that the the old man doctor before he's taken out, and we realize who he is, and everybody else there gave him some sort of resuscitation because he's mm-hmm. out, and when he awakes, they all kind of lift up from him as if they've been working on him and giving him. <laughs> And so all I could think of was like somebody gave him mouth to mouth fresh after his freaking yak in the bathroom there. Oh gosh, dang. That's why they have those that's why they have those plastic tools that you can put over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But does it does that stop the breath from coming up though? I've always wondered about that. I'm scared know. about that. I assume it like doesn't. a little dental you, dam kind of thing. You yeah. pull away. You you breathe you pull in away. and then you pull away for the exhale. Oh right. Yeah. You you that's... put it you keep it with you, right? You yeah. don't leave it in the yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's actually yeah. kind of the combination of resuscitation and smelling salts. No. <laughs> oh gosh. Nice. You're making it a grosser scene for me. I'm really glad that we never actually developed smellovision because no. like mm-hmm. I I studied biology for a few years and when you dissect uh Ugh. something there's Worst. always a ridiculously bad smell in there and that's Ugh. true for humans I'm sure. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah, I guarantee it. In fact, when I uh, so in college they or uh, sorry, in high school they took us for an art um what do you call it? Like jam? A, uh, an art jam. Like I like to an art jams. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even think contest. what it was. Was it high school? Maybe it was college. Anyway, we ended up going to field the, trip. We went to the university. Yeah, we'll just call it a field trip. I just don't remember for what. But we went to the, the University of Utah, and we went to the cadaver area thing in the biology department or whatever oh, it was. Oh, Morgan. Right. Yeah, so they had bodies donated to school, to, to the school for Science. dissection and everything else. And, and we went up there to draw muscle uh, structure, and it was for art. But it was, you know, they'd show, they pull, they'd have actual bodies out. We would draw that. They'd have an arm that was like bisected to show muscle, musculature, sort of the way muscles would flow. And you can kind of see that in half. So you knew the, the goal was for us it's to Scott's, learn. Scott's like, nope, I'm going to be a cartoonist. It was, all, <laughs> this. <laughs> it was all about anatomy and accurate drawing of anatomy and all that. And um, I'll never forget. They had a vat of floating heads. I didn't look in there. Oh, my God. I know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like, look in like there. Your apple bobbing kind yeah. of looking thing. Yeah, mm. but a big giant covered vat that if you pulled the the big thing off, there were there was supposedly hundreds of heads in there just floating. So let me. So this this is what happens when you donate your body to science. Yeah, everyone's always wondered, and now you know. Now you know they so, float your head. Yep. Was this a Morgan Woodbury? <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> it was just stuff up at the U. But they uh, when 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 we were done, the one thing that stuck with me because it was all very academic and it didn't it didn't feel gross or freaky. Some of the kids were kind of weirded out, but I I didn't bother me. But when we left, the part that stuck with me was this smell, mm-hmm. and oh, it yeah. never quite. I mean, to this oh, day, sure. I can still recall that smell. It is something, and it was if mostly you, formaldehyde. Admittedly, yeah, it's mostly if, like chemicals. If but, you ever if you ever smell formaldehyde. You will never forget it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, someone's fries are done. What was that? Someone's fries are done. Hey, what the hell was that? Someone's phone. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell whose it was, but someone's phone went off. Either that or we're just suddenly getting music. I don't know why why that would happen. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, 
so yeah, what was my point? Oh yeah, they stink because I was that was to your point about them stinking. But yeah, dude, if you're gonna barf, get a mint. It's a hospital. They got drawers. <laughs> there's gum somewhere. Like, it, first of all, mm. how many people you got working there? Like three people at this hospital. What a shit hospital. What a garbage poo hospital that <laughs> you live in there. Uh, I that, just yeah. I have this great idea. The next innovation for corporate America. Oh, whoa. And that is every meeting room needs to have a Tic Tac dispenser. <laughs> so hand sanitizer and then right next to it is the tic tac dispenser yeah the like hand that. sanitizer was a fad it kind of came and went it was everywhere in oh, like I... 2012 to 20 oh they're still everywhere I yeah know. i still yeah. see them everywhere but i'm talking yeah. about in corporate america it yeah. was it was in every meeting room and then it kind of right. disappeared oh and that's that's back. probably true yeah the where i see it now i went to get an eye appointment and there were like five of those before i could even get to the door it was there everywhere. Yeah. The, the only problem yeah. with that is the problem i see at these uh these these buffets that we have down here uh anytime you put a a free stack of of easily uh, uh eaten product like m&ms if you put them on a bar some kids can come up and get like a whole cup full yeah here's yeah. a whole cup full of m&ms yeah these are yeah. delicious yeah <laughs> wow you've really sold me on m&ms today actually <laughs> right yeah well, oh, but, but before i before i got a drop scott i was going to ask you have, have you ever seen the movie extra uh no Extra? Okay, you would yeah, extra. I, during during the '80s, I watched a lot of late night HBO uh, horror stuff, and one of them that came on was called Extra. Oh and my god, I've seen this movie yeah. poster. It's just X T R O, and I totally yeah. have seen this movie poster and a it, billion times. It has stuck with me for so long because I, watching this movie, uh, it it brought back memories of that movie because there's a, a, a delivery scene where a lady has an alien that that uh builds in her stomach and then she and then she has the baby in a sense it's a big giant gross thing <laughs> yeah. and uh the art on here by I, the way looks like the cover of like a master system game or something <laughs> totally right. does yeah <laughs> but it, it does that's yes really that's exactly right that's pretty bad yeah. but that movie if that if that movie ever comes about oh my god we got to watch it because that, that the the pregnancy scene in that thing is horrendous and i, I put the link in discord if you guys ever want to see, uh, uh, see it sounds that. great and the, and the the atari 2600 version of extra that alien <laughs> is a uh is a pentagon shape with two red dots on it whoa they're really pushing right. the power of that device <laughs> then you know here. i do love the fact that this movie poster you've got this you know this big slobbering alien with you know these sharp teeth and jagged and all this stuff, but they give his eyes a little bit of a sparkle. Yeah, they're like, oh, right, hello. Right. oh, yeah. you're adorbs. Yeah. 1982, literally. 1982. Yeah, 1982. Yeah. Literally, this lady uh, is it has a full size man crawl out of her mm -hmm. uh, area, Virginia, if you will. Yeah. Her void. Her void. Out of her, her void. void. <laughs> yeah. Is this movie streaming on uh, Red Tube? Oh or, my God! Uh... I don't, I don't know, man. It needs. Wow, it's, crawling it's out rough. of her void, you say? That's lovely. but but every time every time they kind of almost like thought they were gonna do it. Every time with this movie, I was like, oh, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it because they've done so many nods to so many great horror films. Surely they're gonna throw an extra moment in here, and they didn't do it. Was the extra alien uh, stop motion or no? Uh, some of it was stop motion, absolutely. Actually, probably most of it was stop motion, but a lot of it was just practical effects. This is a screenshot I just found of a kid with a with a with a wilting hammer. Is that a thing that matters <laughs> in the movie? Do you remember that the wilting hammer? Does that sound familiar? Wilting to you? hammer, not off the top like of my head. Like a flaccid, like a flaccid it. hammer. Yeah, like a flaccid <laughs> hammer. It looks like it's the kid that's in this. Right. Oh, what mm -hmm. is this guy eating? All right, we got to see this movie. 
I've just seen this. Look, and they go all the way to part four, by the way, if you haven't seen the series, wow. which hardly anyone probably has. I've just, never uh, even heard of this, so yeah. I'm in. Good stuff. I'm in. That sounds great. It does seem like one of those, uh, we always talk about our blockbuster moments where you walk down the aisle mm-hmm. and see some mm-hmm. horrible-looking yeah, horror yeah. cover. It seems like one says, I would have uh, seen, but I don't remember. Miriam Diabo in it. Who's that? Oh, yeah, oh, Wonder yeah. Years. Oh. Wonder Year Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Look at her. Oh, I always think of her as a Bond girl. Oh, you know what? She is the she's the Bond girl older sister of Olivia Dabo, who is in the Well, wait. Oh, okay. It says she's in the Living Daylights. Is that not the same lady? Yes, that's the Bond girl. Yep. Okay. She was the one who had the guitar or the cello. Yeah. Oh, a, yes. She has very, very see-through white dress on the front cover. Remember yes, that? Yes, apparently you can use a cello case like a snowboard. <laughs> You know, know, James Bond has taught me anything. It's that weird objects can be used as a snowboard. Mm -hmm. But that is a that's a Timothy Dalton deal, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Living Daylights. The Aha theme song. Yeah. Get that girl some underpants. Is all I'm saying. Look at that front. She's not wearing anything. (laughs) It's a Bond post. Oh my god. I mean, it's (laughs) get her some underpants. Um. All right. What else? There's a few other things here. How about this? Chick in the bucket. Everybody in town. There's nobody there. They're all just in sheets. It's so stupid. Right, there. right. It is. There's a lot of chicks in the bucket. Plus, you know, you know, I kept the 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 reveal of the daughter was kind of interesting in this movie because you expected maybe she'll come back as the daughter. No, she'll come back as something much worse. Yeah, a a, mm-hmm. a, a ape like creature with a skull face and a. I think part of that was maybe some of Beverly was still in there, like. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what that was about. That poor Beverly lady. Jeez, Louise. She had a rough time in this movie. I had a hard time finding someone to root for. Did anybody like have a "I hope they survive" moment? Oh no, I yeah, wanted I mean... Kim to die. She annoyed the hell out of me. She's going crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, and she lived. So I can't do it. Yeah, she was terrible. I wanted Grandpa yeah, they... to live. I was rooting for him because he was sweet, but he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was I don't. I don't think Grandpa was as innocent as you think he was because that turned out to be the doctor's baby. So I don't know how he complicit. Was complicit? Yeah. I don't know how complicit Grandpa was, but I already thought from the beginning. I'm like weird that Grandpa's so jazzed about bringing his daughter to his pregnant daughter to a closed down, burnt out hospital. I'm well, like, see, when they don't this give whole you a situation st- doesn't seem right. When they don't give you a story, it's easy to want to fill in all those blanks. <laughs> so it's possible you're right. You're possible. You're possibly right. But I, from his general demeanor, I felt bad when Grandpa died. That's all. He yeah. seemed fine. I, he seemed the, also the least actor of the bunch. Like, this is someone's actual grandpa. And they were just like, you want to be in this? A stretch goal. Grandpa can be in the movie. Okay, great. We've hit our I was new down goal. With the, I was down with the kid surviving, the mute. And uh, so that was good. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's who I wanted to survive, and that's who survived. Oh, he was a mu- Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Poor man's Matt Damon. Did uh, so? Can, okay, ah, great place to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not understand... Hitman and Mute Boy. What was their father deal? Father and son. Okay, yeah. father yeah, and son there. upset about what again? What were they mad about to begin with? And why were they burning people in the yard? The the cult had already taken uh they were kind of like you ever you ever seen um oh, what is the show that comes on all the time and it's supernatural. Oh. I felt like they were given kind of that nod to uh, father son who are out to seek revenge on cults and that kind of stuff They're like demon hunters uh, so, kind of yeah sure. demon hunters basically mm, that, yeah. i felt like that's what they were okay but it also, felt like they were the equivalent of the frog brothers in um lost no. boys okay yeah. but fair, also, fair enough also you're supposed to invent that for yourself 
The yeah. movie tries really hard to not tell you yeah. anything mm-hmm. else about them yeah. so that you come up with your own backstory. That's exactly where, where the reason I bring it up, because I feel like they did not do enough to give me a, a, a starting point that felt stable. I felt like I was, I was, I, I kind of got that by the end, but it never felt re- kind of real to me. Like, how long had they been doing that? How long has this cult been around? Did they know about it for longer? Like, it's almost like they were going to be a better story and they and never... You, so you felt, you felt empty, like... It was a void in your movie watching experience. <laughs> yeah, and when they came in and cho- he chops right. the head off that that old man cop that was not there very long, the um, state trooper, the worst state trooper ever. You yeah, mean? yeah, yeah that ahead. guy. Um, and then he immediately has the other cop on the ground, his foot to his neck, and is lifting the axe up to chop his head off. And then, not one scene later, they're working together mm-hmm. to go get a shotgun out of the truck. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't buy any of that. Like, what? Are you a ruthless killer? Are you? Uh, just hell bent on wiping evil out and you don't care who gets in your way or what are you like? Right. Who are well, their you? Their motivation to? was definitely, their motivation was definitely, okay, look, these characters were thin. All right. Absolutely. But I felt like that was part of the, the whole trope of, of getting a bunch of people who are different and putting them into a building uh, where that kind of slowly reveal things about each other. Cause you don't know who to trust. It's like, who do I trust? I don't know because I don't know enough about you. We're strangers. Okay. So you're kind of, in it alone. Okay, now the guys with the hoods, uh, there's missed opportunities. The guys with the hoods. The, the guys in the hoods. The guys in the hoods. There was a scene where one of them was attacking the cop on the ground and stabbing him slowly. It reminded me of uh, Saving Private oh. Ryan and that scene up in the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in yeah. so many movies, we, I, I have actually, over the years, have developed a fear that I would never have naturally, which is being, which is being slowly stabbed by someone. Yeah, I that hate that. A, it's awful. A new fear mm-hmm. now. For yeah, me. I don't like it either. It's never even come close to happening to me in real life, but it's actual hey, tangible fear. Good news, if you're on your back and someone demonstrably bigger than you is bringing a knife down on you slowly, all you have to do is get really angry and punch them, yeah. and they will fly. <laughs> yeah, that's all it'll take. But that was the scene that really uh, bugged me, not because any of the reasons it should. It's because the actor in the suit or in the white sheet by bending over him and leaning on yes. him and the camera angle they had, it gave him jiggly butt, and it's all I can see. He see. did. He had no underwear. Whoever was wearing I couldn't right. tell him, like, is that a man or a woman? I don't know, but totally they are she, doing commando. Yep. Like she jiggly butt. No kidding. Yeah, and it just <laughs> bugged me the rest of the movie. I was like, I don't want to see any more of these hooded people, please. But then no one got any hoods taken off. I, I swear if I was out there running around fighting them, I would have at least gotten one hood off to see what's going on. Is it going to be... Uh, creatures under there or is it my accountant and he's just part of this cult like i wanted right. i wanted more that's of them accountant. and i didn't get enough <laughs> that's gonna be that. the first guy to go right that's yeah, the always. first guy to go is my accountant yeah, yeah yeah so that never happened jiggly butt came in and then and then we never saw anything else <laughs> but them you standing there. jiggly butt because <laughs> I, I was it fascinated me too i was like what's going on right now yeah, they should have they should have edited <laughs> I, I, that it was bad i i kind of want to finish the plot of the film with one last trope all right hold on Oh man, where is it? There it is. And this is this is such a trope. Do you want to scare the people or do you want to win? Because these cultists Oh no. <laughs> these cultists There you go. There you go. These cultists, they they could just walk into the hospital and do their ritual. Yeah. They don't have to stand outside and give the people trapped inside all the time in the world yeah. to defend themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, for some reason, these cultists want to scare them first. Well, they, yeah. they were exactly. They, and I don't even know if they were wanting to scare them as much as they were. They were like uh, lambs to the sacrifice. They were slowly being pulled into the doctor's sub basement area 
is and I, I'm with you though. I felt the same. I felt cheated on that part because I felt like they should have been a a, a greater threat, more aggressive. I so aggressive. many times, especially in horror movies, the bad guy uh, uh, threatens you and scares you when he could just kill you and move on. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. there's a lot of that going on in this. But yeah, and also, kinda, they just look like I, I imperial could, imperial guard to me. They just stood around. They weren't really. Right. I couldn't. Anything. I couldn't imperial figure out guard. if the doctor was trying to, if if he needed, uh, if he needed Daniel, the the cop. I couldn't figure out if he needed Daniel to continue the transformation because the, uh, their shared bond of lost children. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to. Uh, be the kind of the sacrifice that created the door because having two people with that void in their life, I, I could there probably that wasn't there, but that's kind of how I was explaining to myself. I'm well, like, oh, well, you know, he needs him there. He, he can't have him run away. Yeah. He's got to have them there. What I couldn't understand, I, I, I see where you're going with that. I, I just think that pick a pregnant lady and let's and let's just make it the right. one like mm-hmm. the one the other pregnant girl down there while i think her birthing was shocking but then when i realized how big the thing was she gave birth to i was like all right you've taken me out of it again but but right. her, her you know turning evil or not being herself for a bit and then being herself again that's all pretty effective i don't think you need two pregnant ladies to get this job done because right. what was the point of the other lady then why, why was the wife the ex-wife or whatever estranged wife or whatever she is the young one uh, or right. the, the main one. Why was she in that room? Why would why, did she have a why rumbly Why was she bumbly? pregnant? And why was right. she doing that? I think, and the reason, this once again kind of goes towards what the, I was trying to find that common theme, which was the void. And I think he was actually using her pain, her suffering, and by reminding her of being pregnant. I don't think she actually was going to deliver anything. She was she was disu- resuffering her pain. Yeah, but you just had to make that up, though. And I don't mean that's bad. I'm saying that they didn't give you enough to work on, so all you're left with is, well, I guess I was probably that. Like, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? For all I know, whatever. Here's my solution. Pick a pregnant lady and stick to it. Pick a pregnant lady already. (laughs) Does every lady have to be pregnant? Is Kim pregnant secretly? I don't know. Um, What else? Uh, There's some other stuff here. Uh, Oh, I wrote... Uh, oh, it's very Lovecraft sort of homage yeah. in this whole thing. That's definitely one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many stabs a cop can take? I'm going to say one. I don't know why he got to take one. like 12. How many stabs does it take to get to the center of a cop? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> one, I didn't, two, I, the, three. The, there was a little bit of continuity problem there, too, because at one scene, we have Kim like holding down a gusher that's coming out of the cop's chest. And the next scene, there's like a dribble of blood on the ground. I'm yeah, like, that was horseshit. That's not what I saw earlier. No. No. You notice that that same, like, you know, when you die, apparently you go to the void with the same outfit that you were wearing when you right. died. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't get cleaned or anything like that. Nope. So I wonder nope. if his wounds are healed or whatever, but yeah. he still have the same bloody uh, spot on his shirt. And you still have that right. very, very shockingly reflective SD pin on your... On your uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. That right. thing hey. annoyed the hell out of me the whole movie. I kept thinking, gosh, dang it, dude. All right, SD, we get it. Something department, uh, sheriff's department probably. Uh, probably. Just, probably. Just probably. San Diego. Right. San Diego. Uh, standard definition. I don't know what he's trying to say to us, but... SanDisk. Yeah. SanDisk. <laughs> it was a product placement. Hey, guys, if we hit our next uh, stretch goal, SanDisk will advertise on his collar. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, the the doctor said something that felt like I'd heard it before, and I don't know if you guys could locate it, but I, I could not. But his line was, you would be surprised at the things you find 
when you go looking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That felt that felt so familiar, yet I really didn't see it anywhere out there when I when I Googled it. So I mean it this this should have been the movie poster's byline. I agree. The movie poster's so, byline, by the way, was there is a hell, this is worse. Yeah. <laughs> so Which is that. totally the opposite of what the movie says. The movie says there is no hell. <laughs> yeah, the movie's saying there's no hell. <laughs> And yeah. this is, but this is real bad that we're, what we're doing here is bad. <laughs> this the is void they, is worse than hell. Yeah. The void <laughs> is worse it. than hell that doesn't exist. <laughs> that rolls right off the tongue would look great on the posters. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like uh, uh, to your point, Brian, uh, they, mm-hmm. uh, what was my point? I don't have a point. What was your point? I feel like that uh, for me, at least that you'll be surprised by what you find when you go looking goes back to the Hobbit mm-hmm. and the Lord of the Rings for me. That's a, that's the kind of thing that a couple right. of different characters say to people who have never been on adventures. Yeah. Oh, right. Not, right. Not precisely, but it's. I can see that. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I just felt very. I just it felt very familiar, but yet it wasn't. So that's that's good. That's a good line. That's a. It's, that's it a good was a good line, line. and it did maybe it, just the way it was delivered sounds like oh that should that, I've heard that before, but maybe we never have. So good on them, I right. guess. Yeah. Uh, Stretch goal unlocked. Well done, guys. <laughs> yeah, stretch goal for catchphrases. You got yeah, it. Yeah, good job. Um, all right, I have some clips that I would love to play. Uh, there's not a ton because, I don't know, it's a hard movie to get clips out there of. Wasn't, but... Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, clip-worthy quotes no. or things like that. Yeah. Not unless you want to hear something gross or a horn blowing. Sure. I mean, there's some. Yeah. There's a few things, and, well, I'll, I'll play this one. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, you sure know how to make an entrance, Danny boy. All right, so there's that. Yeah. yeah. Danny boy. Uh, here's Pains for Maggie. How are you feeling, Maggie? I've been having some pains. I've been having some pains. <laughs> right here in my right here in my lady regions. My skirt. <laughs> uh, here's the guy. Okay, these movies always, someone always barfs. So here's that one. And this is a good one. So here you go. <laughs> you know what I like about that one? Yeah. Hoot! <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I, know. I knew you were going to record that too because that's that's exactly the way I throw up. I'm yeah. not a quiet puker. No, so I'm, the like worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> or, <laughs> or the skipper getting a coconut in the stomach. <laughs> oh, little buddy. Oh, gross. Oh, bad part. <laughs> Oh, wait, oh, we almost killed Scott. Yeah, Be careful. Pretty foul. All right, here's uh, the guy's a jerk. He's the he's the state trooper guy. Here he is. Well, he's been out cold. Well, I'm here now. I'll sort it out. Yeah, whatever. Your head's about to come off, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. I'll, I'll sort it out. Here's uh, Kim. Oh, you know what it is? This is what we say at the Johnson house when Kim goes out of town. This happens once in a while. She'll leave town, go with her sister somewhere. And uh, this is what we all say when she leaves town. Kim? Kim, what are you doing? Kim, did you hear me? For sakes, come here. Yeah, uh, we can't let her leave. <laughs> we can't let my wife uh, leave anymore. Poor Kim. Yeah. Poor knives. Yeah, poor knives. <laughs> She's, uh, I thought she was going to die for sure. I was 100% I thought sure. so too. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was going to be the easy, like there's always like the easy death of the being. It's like, all right, well, bad person or inept person or whatever mm-hmm. won't, won't affect everybody else as much if that person grows. <laughs> yeah, she's the Hudson of uh, aliens, basically. She's also the the only non-Caucasian pasty white person. Yeah, that's true. Well, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, that's it. She's the only one. 
Well, you know, this this, is what happens when you make a movie in Canada. Did they say where this was set? Is it set in Canada? Did we get that from it? Mm, I mean, it was was filmed there. San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Or South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, hey. South Dakota. Good point. Good point. Or it's Sioux Duty. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Here's uh, Grandpa. So here's Grandpa. Where's Allie? Well, she went to get some medicine for Maggie. Because I'm an old man and everything's easy. Blarg. I like that guy. Blarg. <laughs> Blarg. Um, it's not it's not very good. There you go. All right. Here's uh, what? Oh, say it, you smug effer. This is pretty good. If you have something to say, then say it, you smug f***. Ooh, jeez. Wow. Jeez. Jeez. Mm, well, then. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put mm-hmm. that in your Gosh. cheese and smoke it. Yeah. Uh, when you go, what? Right here. You'd be surprised at the things you find when you go looking. There it is. That's the one. Looking. Yeah. You know what? I've gone looking a lot, and I don't think it's true. Yeah, you don't think? I found it in the last place I was looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I'll probably be repeating that line almost as much as I repeat, uh, sometimes dead is better. Because I, I, all the time I'm saying that, I'm like, why am I saying that? I don't know. Oh, it, I mean, I, like, I, I go running early in the mornings, and I've run all over the place looking around for things that might have been dropped in the night. And so far, I've only ever found two weird things in, like, hundreds of ex- excursions. Wow. I've never found anything just going around. I mean, I yeah. found, like, somebody's old... I found an old diaper once. That's it. <laughs> I, f- I found that Nazi backpack one time with the swastika on it. Oh, right. Whatever came of that? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing came mm. of that. And one time, I was out running early in the morning, and there was a live lobster walking down the sidewalk, and that's really, really <laughs> weird in, in, out here in the desert. I live in the desert. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny to me for some yeah. reason. Was he just, I mean, escaped from the red lobster? Like, what was his I, story? I have no idea, because it was, it was far away from any sort of, like, sourcing, like, where you'd go, right. oh, that was, you know. So, I gotta know, what kind of pace was he setting? Was he, like, booking yeah. it or was he like no just, going you know, very slow and, and about to die. by the time but i i took a couple pictures i tried to help the lobster and it was just like no i will cut you with my big huge claws and so then i took a couple pictures and i went home and tried to get some things like i'm gonna go find that lobster and save it yeah. but by the time i got back to it it was dead and on it on its back oh Mm. Those those uh, rear lobster legs coming out of Bev's mouth is one of the things that freaked me out. About <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. Uh, yeah. That was mm-hmm. that was disconcerting, which I think is a you know that was effective. And then and, and by the way, up to that point, they really had me going. Like I, mm-hmm. I I was like, okay, all right, I'm in for this. This is we're getting interesting. This this place is going to hell pretty quick. And and then you know I think they got some plot problems. But up till then, I think that movie was probably it's yeah, nothing its worse best. than nothing worse than little little PP. Although you know what I will I will say this does it seem like a lot of little independent small Kickstartery hey I've got an SLR camera let's go make a movie kind of movies they all have that same uh, post filtering they're doing in Premiere or whatever absolutely it's that same green blue filtering I hate it but but it worked it works in this movie because it's It's a hospital it's too much though it's I don't know it felt like they relied on it I mean every scene was that same tone. I like a movie where, like, in the beginning, it's a little brighter. The sun's out. You can kind of see what's going on. Well, you're and describing then... a good movie, Scott. Yeah, this I is guess not I am. that. I guess I am. Get with it, brother. Yeah, you make a good point. All right. Mm. Uh, did you see Did you see Valerian? Uh, the movie? No, no, not yet. No. You is should it, see it. Is it good? You, you should see it. Okay. I feel like that's going to fall into the whole style versus substance 
category. Yeah. You should totally see well, it. Well, speaking of Fifth <laughs> Element, it's the same guy, right? So if his story is mm-hmm. yeah, no yeah. good, Luke I'm sure it's pretty, but I don't know. If, if, you're, ready, if you're ready for your senses to be uh, abused, please. Yeah, well, I, See, listen. My senses are always accusing me of abuse, so it's fine. Right. And it's one of the things I love. It's one of the things I loved about the Fifth Element. While on one hand, I'm like, this is so fantastic. Sometimes I'm like, I feel kind of sick right now. <laughs> I feel so sick. Okay. Wow. All right. That's cool. Is it just because uh, that guy from Nine Hundred Two One Zero was in it, or what was your problem there? Just, just, just too many, too many things that are kind of outside the scale of normality. Mm. Just I, some. Eventually, you feel like you're almost like the outside of your your vision is bending or something. It's oh, like, man. what am I watching right now? I want to live in that world. To me, it's like it was like a brighter, goofier Blade Runner. Is why I like Fifth Element so much. I love that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, except I don't like what's his name at the end, Chris. Uh, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris Tucker. Chris, Chris, Do you Chris, hear the words coming out of my mouth? That's from a whole different movie. So oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, oh, what other I, movie is I, it? I, what am I thinking? Super of? Green. Oh. <laughs> Carbon yes. Dallas. Carbon Dallas. Are you gonna help me, Carbon Dallas? I hate it so much. That's I really like uh, Chris Tucker. In I that love movie. Chris Tucker. I, period. I think he's great. I do not like him in that movie. I can't. Stand I think that. he was spot on in that movie. Once again, yeah. it goes back to my whole Luke bit. He he likes to play with the outsides and makes like realities like bending. And it's like, what am I looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. All right. Uh, when you go, what? What's this? You'd be surprised at the things you find. Wait, didn't I already play that? When you go looking. No, yeah, you but, didn't. You didn't, Scott. You feel like you're maybe losing your mind. I might be. <laughs> you played it first, but it went into the void. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst grandpa ever. You're lucky your grandpa cares about you so much. Your grandpa just yells at his TV and smokes. <laughs> you gotta love a grandpa that yells at his TV and smokes. <laughs> yeah, love it. That made me laugh. Uh, here's some annoying dialogue. Enjoy this. You are the only chance she has. No. Please. Sorry, I can't. Please. Please. Will you oh, please? Kim. I don't know what half of this stuff does. You're at a hospital. <laughs> I think she shouldn't be allowed to wear the scrubs. What is she doing? Go work at McDonald's. If you don't mm-hmm. want to be there and this is too hard for you, go somewhere else. Kim. Oh, she annoyed me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Correct me up. Uh, it's funny because you know I love that my favorite character in this whole movie though was the guy that got stabbed in the eye, the patient, because oh. he was so he was so done with Kim. Kim like totally had her legs propped up on his bed, and he's like, "Whatever, man." Yeah, super. That's super great. Yeah, yeah that guy was probably one of the producers or somebody. He didn't seem like That's much of an actor type. Um, all right, here's the final thing I recorded. I don't remember what it was. Tell me what you see. Oh, okay. That's when he got cool. Tell me what I you see. see. I, I see yeah. an axe in your neck. He had three stages. No, he had four stages. He had a uh, local bumbly doctor man, and then he had, I've been stabbed, but I'm still alive, and I'm talking evil shit. And then he was that voice. Which was, <laughs> yeah. Tell me what you see. And then later it was kind of, that with echoes. Kind of like uh, Tobin, um, the jigsaw guy. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Kind of oh, reminds okay. me a little bit of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very mullety. He's got a mullet from hell in his IMDb photo. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that thing? Look at that. Kenneth Welsh. Ooh, yeah. Look at this thing. Yeah, that's hot. Sweet, sweet yeah. mullet. Yeah, that's a good look. He's uh oh, he's got a great mole there. I mean, that guy's been <laughs> look at listen to the movies he's been. The Exorcism, uh, Legends of the Fall, The Aviator. Yeah. The Exorcism is not the Exorcist. No, no, no. The Exorcism right. of uh what's her name? Of Emily Rose. Oh the yeah, okay, gotcha. 
the Emily Rose deal. Uh, he's in The Expanse, a show I really like a lot. Uh, he's part of, let's see, there's other tons of TV lately. A uh, bunch of British stuff. Hold on, the one I was really interested in isn't showing up here. He was in a couple of Marvel things, uh, the old Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer thing, Stargate Atlantis. Anyway, been around, done stuff, been things, and I like him. <laughs> one of his most re- more recent projects, Undercover Grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He smokes and yells at the TV. <laughs> Great. He's, he's so up. entertaining. Yeah, sign me up. You know, Sarah was played by three different actors in this movie. Shut up. What? There was, uh, yeah, there was Sarah, and then there was Transform Sarah, and then there was a second Transform Sarah. Oh, yeah, look at oh, that. Okay. All right. Oh, so there's like, a transformed... so like stunt, stunt people got credit credited for playing. Yeah, role. they did. Yeah, transform like, Beverly. Yeah, transform. So they, have to, they would have to give a line as uh, each of each of them. Sure. Were. Yeah. Tra- Why not? Transform Beverly. <laughs> Good point. What if your only credit ever was transformed Beverly? That would be really funny. Transformed. That's Beverly. awesome. Oh, it's a dude. All right. That's oh, a more. And look at all the work he does. He's a makeup artist from Suicide Squad. It. The Witch. Uh, a billion other the cool Vich. things. Uh, yeah, the Vich, Han- the, the Vich, Hannibal, Saving Hope, Defiance, Orphan Black. Like the guy, these guys are busy. <laughs> these are busy, hardworking professionals, and they're like, you know what? We're we're making a movie about a giant triangle. Let's go. Let's Do just it. make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. All right, that's it. Uh, that's your clips, and that means that this remains. <laughs> The film sack checklist goes like this. Hospital has three total employees. Check. Uh, there's a Kim in the vent. Check. Yes. And finally, triangles are scary. Check. No, hey, they aren't, uh, though. Well, they can be. <laughs> they can that be. was one of my biggest problems. Mm. What What is a triangle on a ski really? run if it's a black triangle? There's no black triangle, right? It's black diamonds and then blue triangles and green squares or something. Green clovers, blue diamonds. <laughs> 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 That's right. The new Lucky Charms flavor, black triangles. <laughs> black <Blah>. triangles. <laughs> oh, they come to get me new black triangle. They come to push me in the void, those kids. <laughs> Yeah, hey, stupid kids. I wonder if I'll still look like a leprechaun over there and hold hands with a girl. Yeah. Now, as far as Randy, I, as far as symbolism goes for hmm. triangles, have you have you looked into the the history of that kind of stuff ever? Oh or? yeah, yeah. I totally read Dan Brown. I know what's going right. on here. It's just a shape. But you just don't find you just don't I find just, yeah. triangles scary. It, it's just right. a shape. It's a shape. It's what, all what it's shape ever is been. scary? Is it? Are you scared of a, a circle? What you what you got? Let me a tell you. hard penis. <laughs> I am also That's a shape. I'm scared of it. It is a shape. Interesting yeah. shape. I am yes. afraid and of it's that as scary. well. Yeah, that's scary. I'll give you that. But look, <laughs> <laughs> triangles are are just a shape. People are dumb, and we make things out of nothing, and we like patterns, and we suck. So that's all. That well, is. I think I think I don't think I, there's no other shape that is is attached to questions and mysticism as much as the triangle because we we imbued the triangle is with a lot of power yeah from but that's the, the human hum- pyramids sure but that's Wait. a human construct they just absolutely we make all that shit up it's just a thing but, but they're but, but they're playing to that with this movie yeah you're, going, you're oh, okay. right you're right yeah yeah if anything is too it's too, if anything it's too easy it's like at least with yeah. like hellraiser it's like this complicated puzzle cube you know like it's mm-hmm. oh you got to figure that thing out so you can get the hell out of here. By the way, in uh, Super Mario Odyssey, there are these cubes in the end game that Oops. you have to go break, and then inside them there's a bunch of 
new stars that get scattered around the oh, world. Oh, so yeah, you them. see those all over the place, and you don't know what to do with them yet in the mm-hmm. early part Yeah, of the in game. the later game, yeah. you can break them, and they look like pinhead puzzle cubes, like big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they're freaky. So go by the way, that. By the way, as a shape, a moon is not scary. No, not at all. I was going to say, which which moon? A crescent the, the moon. moon. A crescent, crescent moon. moon. Crescent right, moon. Right. We're talking about Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm a little I'm a little scary of a crescent moon because I always imagine I could get cut on one of those. They oh. just seem wow. a little dangerous. <laughs> pokey. So if so, if, wait, yeah, hold on. If, if Jay Leno turned to the side, does that scare you? That yes, scares the Jesus out of me because he's a crescent even, moon. What scares me even more yes. is when he's facing me because that thing is probably closer than it appears. <laughs> <laughs> Objects on. Jay Leno's face may be larger than they appear. Yeah. Closer right. than they appear. It could actually be touching you and you wouldn't realize it until you look down and go, oh my God, it's touching me. Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys about the time? He came and performed at the university back when I was in high school and we got tickets to see Jay Leno. And this was before Tonight Show. So he hadn't quite hit, but he was still touring and stuff. And we went to see it and it was my friend Bill and I and we sat out in the thing and it was great. And afterwards we're leaving and he's out there shaking hands just kind of randomly saying thanks for coming to the show. I shook his hand, and I'm telling you, and I know I have some stories about celebrity hands being gross or whatever. <laughs> Jay Leno had the wettest, softest, Ooh. gooeyest hand. I, I, come on. If if you shook 100 people's hands, your hand would probably be sweaty, gross, I'm, too. I mean, I, probably. You're probably not wrong, but it but it really left a, 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 a stain on it. But me. my question is, my question is, okay, sweaty is not so bad, but it is, was it meaty? Did he have like a meaty hand? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like puffy. Yeah, it looks puffy. like you'd have a meaty hand. Yeah, that's not good. It was also very puffy. Like, um, it looked yeah. meaty, but when you'd squeeze it, it was, to actually reach out and squeeze it, it felt like you were, there was a lot of give there. Right. So it was like squeezing sausages. Like when you squeezed, it was kind of like more juice came out. Was it? Well, nothing came I'm out, like... but like when you squeeze it, 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 it was like a, it was like as if, um, okay. So Ibit and I were talking about Stretch Armstrong the other day. It's what like Stretch Armstrong if there was also, but, the, but, there, but there was a bone in your Stretch Armstrong. Oh, weird. <laughs> I don't like that. So if you squeezed it enough, it would be really soft, soft, soft. And then er, there's a hard thing though in the middle. It was like that. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but you almost made that sound you made the other day. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. This is what Brian made the other day. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's Brian made the other day. He did. He did. I captured it. It's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, Star Trek connections. Uh, mm. Millions of them, and they're all, like I said, Discovery, special makeup artist, Discovery, uh, Art department, uh, storyboard artist for Star Trek Discovery, special makeup artist for Star Trek Discovery. I mean, across the board, director all the way down through production. They are all one big team of. So these guys are working, right? Yeah, they're working professionals. Good, and they do really good work. And I would say one of the one of the things about Star Trek Discovery uh, for this first season has been visually extremely impressive for a television show. Like it feels movie ish. They killed Mm -hmm. it. So I think that's. Partly budget, but also these guys are real good at what they do. So I'm happy to support their weird little offshoot thing by whatever percentage of my Netflix subscription goes to them. Uh, soundtrack great. I'd give it a JS for jump scary as hell. I don't think it was that great, but there were a couple of moments where it was like, whoa, like when she bent down to pick up medicine and behind her was the shadow of the doctor. That was, oh, yeah. That was pretty good, and the music really helped punctuate that. Other than that, though, kind of standard. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, it was pretty much absent. I mean, it was a lot yeah, of that, quiet. Yeah. So this is a movie that's made by people who are working in the industry, who know other people working in the industry and want to do bigger things, right? Yeah. So, like, the directors are people who didn't 
who aren't known for directing. They're known for being in art departments or something. Right. So uh, those movies, they just can't get great music, right? Mm-hmm. It just, you can't expect that. It's hard. Yeah. You know what? They could get some cover tunes, I bet. Could they? I bet that'd Ibbitt. be great. Yeah. <laughs> just call Brian Ibbett. Hook He's got up. you covered. Yeah, yeah. Sure. a little hospital music. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I don't know. Loving a... what, what cover <laughs> tune would go in there really well? Yeah, what would you put? It's tough. I don't know. I mean, it's like uh, had to be something uh, moody, kind of like Mad World or something. There were the you know what's ruined me is uh, the new Thor movie has ruined me because I think that that um, yeah the immigrant song Led Zeppelin immigrant song that should be on every that should be in everything now. It's so good. Mm -hmm. But it is. It is. It will be trailer for any action (laughs) video game. Yeah, and yeah. you either have immigrant song or Kashmir, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's true. It happens a lot. Of time. It used to be the Blur song. Woohoo! That used to be the thing, but not. Yes, right. it did. and bad to the bone. Yeah. Or, yeah so bad do you to the think they get those like in the bargain bin or something like at the Walmart? Is that why they use those so much? <laughs> it's basically like, right. Like uh, <laughs> music publisher says, "All right, well, let's let's just throw this one out there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make it super cheap. Get it out into everybody's hands. Sure, we already own it. So it's a Cyber Monday it. sale yeah. on uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. <laughs> they must have had a good sale on David Bowie's uh, Major Tom because that has been played in a lot of movies. Oh yeah, for sure, years. for sure. And you know, yeah. the popular thing now is to take a pop song of some sort or an older song even and then just redo it in kind of a whispery slow creepy yes. version uh, with a very distant echoey uh female vocal yeah um some plink plunk instruments and plink uh, plunk. yeah it's like right. lord you got lord back there doing her thing and, and right. yes I, I i went to school for 12 years to learn to play the plink plunk <laughs> plink plunk wow uh, Where's right. the plink plonk? I don't know what that is. I don't. You've think... heard it. It's like that little. It's like a. Sounds like a little toy xylophone. Um, one of those little plastic pianos. Right. Okay. I got you. Bling, I got you. Bling, 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 bling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have kind yeah. of a hard. It's like an old piano. Yeah, yes, I, I know what you're where saying. Where it has like a hard hammer hitting the the sound, right. but then it kind of like trails a, a little bit, like yeah. a clavichord. Um, perhaps yes. perhaps there you yeah. go many a saloon has the sound that we're talking about <laughs> by the way watch godless it's amazing all right uh let's uh, get to the twitter post where you guys in 140 sorry 280 characters or less can describe this film let's start with randy the void nah <laughs> please let that be it wow. please let that be it hey that's good you can carry your characters forward uh, th- uh to the next month yeah good job you can just keep moving those forward if you don't use them. Uh, Dunaway. Oh, I'm not going to use mine either. The Void. Like a seizure salad resulting from the strobing lights of a Canadian horror movie. See what I did there? Seizure salad. Ah. Hey, yeah. this isn't my face. <laughs> All right, Beverly. It's not your face. I'll t- finally, I'll let you have it your way. Finally, Brian Ibbett. The Void. Here's the one thing I like. Oh no! Are you he did kidding? that on purpose. He's got to be doing that I on did purpose. That on purpose. Yeah, totally no, uh, actually, actually, I already posted my void Twitter post to Twitter because it's it's not text. It's a gif of uh, it's the animated gif of Bill Murray from the end of Tootsie, where he says, "That is one nutty hospital." <laughs> he <laughs> says that. I don't remember this. that. That's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I should watch that. Bill Murray doesn't have any uh, sexual harassment uh, allegations against him, does he? Not to my knowledge. Not yet. Putting... All right. The only person Bill Murray's ever sexually assaulted is himself. That's right. <laughs> And that, and that gopher. There you go. I just put in, 
I just put it in Discord. I bet he so got that gopher that from uh, from uh, Caddyshack. That gopher still has complaints. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. Uh, that is, that, well, and that is so Twitter because I have really gotten lazy lately. Sometimes if I don't know what to post on on there, I just I just throw up the giphy yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, type in something. Do a gif. Weird. Do a gif. Sure. Yeah. Always Roll do the a dice. GIF. You can't go wrong with a gif. I had to mute somebody <laughs> yesterday, and I made I make all my own mute gifs because they're fun to mm-hmm. make. So you guys remember in uh, Strange Brew when uh, Max von Sydow shuts the the little uh, latch to the giant bear hole that they're all going to drown in? Oh it, yeah, it's it's him, oh, it's him looking through it, and then he slaps it shut. <laughs> then closing it shut. Yeah, yes. I have. I made a gif where he, he's looking through it, then he shuts it as soon as it slams shut. The big bold letters in the impact font because I'm memeish <laughs> says muted, and then I send that to people who I mute. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's pretty great. All right, here's your alternate titles. Just handed to me. Avoid the void. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, like the Noid, like that. And then here's this one, and I really had to stretch to get it. Dumb and dumber when Harry met Void. (laughs) Because it's like Lloyd. See, it rhymes with Void. Right, right. Yeah, that's it. That's my whole deal there. Hey, uh, I got an email from uh, Heather J who wrote in to filmsack at gmail.com. And she says this, hello, Sackers, I was listening to the Proof of Life episode, and you were talking about the funk and alternatives to deodorant. I'm here to attest mm. that nothing else works. The main active ingredient <laughs> in, the st- <laughs> in standard deodorant is aluminum or aluminum, depending on where you come from. Uh, however, when you have skin sensitivity to metal like me, that sucks. I have been desperately trying to find a good aluminum-free natural deodorant for years. Everything I have tried either doesn't work at all, smells worse than B.O., uh, is crazy expensive, or a few hours after applying, I start smelling like B.O. mixed with whatever overbearing scent the stink was. Uh, the, or stick, stick, rather. Thus, I settle for deodorants with the lowest percentage of aluminum and just deal with the occasional itchy armpits. It's far better than smelling rank and steering away friends and coworkers. Thanks all. Keep on sacking, uh, mm, Heather. Just, I just, I, you know, chemist in me coming out, it's, it's aluminum... Chlorohydrate. It's not just aluminum. You cannot rub rub cans on your armpits. <laughs> oh, so you, are you trying to? You're trying to divert any. I'm, I'm just errors. saying aluminum chlorohydrate is as different different from aluminum so as you're saying table I can't salt put is some, from chlorine. Okay. You were saying just, I can't put some aluminum foil in, in my Reynolds wrap. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of two, two Reynolds wrap balls under each pit. I, love, that's I just stay away from the antiperspirants. Deodorant, yes, but the antiperspirant apparently is really bad, and it gives you those little right. hangy skin tag things. Yeah, I don't want those. Yeah, or do you, do you guys use antiperspirant, or do you use no. deodorant? Deodorant, just deodorant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I use antiperspirant because I sweat like a pig. Well, see, yeah, no, I don't, I don't smell much, but you're I block in your pores with with uh, Reynolds wrap. Is yeah, what we're saying. That's true. <laughs> Screw them. I don't care. So my buddy Andrew, <laughs> this is a great story. My buddy Andrew had this sweaty palm problem. It was an actual condition. So he would, right? <laughs> maybe this is what Jay Leno had, but. But basically, it didn't matter what what his state was, what was going on. His palms sweat all the time. I mean, like actual liquid water hands is what he had. And it was super right. weird. And the doctor said, oh, yeah, that's this. Uh, and they had a treatment for it. And he's like, well, what is it? Well, we go in uh, with surgery to your spine and we snip a certain nerve and it stops it from happening. And so he did this. He went through it. Now, despite the fact that they also nicked his lung by accident, there was all kinds of complications. Uh, ooh, yeah, that geez. was a whole other mess. But um, they, but it successfully worked, and his hand stopped sweating altogether. He has nice, dry, firm handshakes now. And he's a realtor, so this mattered because he's always shaking yeah. people's hands. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the stinky, stinky part. Here's maybe literally. Here's the here's the downside. Our bodies are weird, and they want to make things happen even when you tell them not to. So now he didn't used to sweat at all in almost anywhere else, but now he pits out like a monster, just giant. His body's like, I got this. This I need a new vent. I need a new. (laughs) uh, It needs a new out and out thing. It's got to come out somewhere. Yeah. So don't always. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to go ahead. I just want to argue with Brian Ibbett on behalf of whoever's about to email us or whatever. <laughs> Deodorants do not cause skin tags. Skin tags happen where uh, skin folds, wherever there's like creases in your skin is where they happen. So it's, it's got nothing to do with deodorant. I don't believe it. What's the weirdest deodorant you guys use? Okay, so we got the spray. We got the roll on. We got all that stuff. Did you guys ever use Tussie no. back in the day? What the hell's Tussie? No. Tussie. You ever heard of Tussie? Tussie is a cream deodorant. Oh, so that's the one you like, turn the little knob and it, it goes out like a little fuzzy pumper barbershop thing from Yeah, Play-Doh. that that's the that's the nice ones. No, no, I'm talking about just the classic standard Tussie. It's like a it's like a like a jar of pomade and you just dip your fingers in that cream and you rub oh, it. Oh jeez, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah, Everything tussie. you just described sounds awful. I don't oh, want that. Yeah. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'll tell you the truth right here. This is where I expose myself to the world. I use uh, Secret. It's made for a woman. It's made for a woman. But it's strong enough for a man. But here's the other thing. It also is the only deodorant I've ever found that works 100% of the time for me and doesn't irritate me at all. And so, do you use Powder Fresh? I don't know. Do I? You use. You always use Powder Fresh. I know you, Scott. <laughs> I, I, I smell you. Is that, is that one of the, one of the uh, fragrances of Secret? I've never heard yeah, of, of that. Of course. Is it? I, yeah. I don't pay yeah. attention to that. I just know it's blue and it works. And uh, Kim, so Kim only has to buy one brand of deodorant, and I just use the other <laughs> she's stick. So, she's okay. Does Does Kim know that you're using her oh, Secret? Yeah, yeah she, our whole lives okay. we've done it. Yeah. It's, okay, I, while we're talking, while we're while we're way off the subject talking about armpits, <laughs> do you guys uh, do you guys trim up a little bit there so you don't eat up so much deodorant, or is that just me? Uh, uh, what do you mean eat up? Like what? You use more deodorant if you have hairy armpits? Absolutely. <laughs> you think I, you uh, think surface area alone should tell you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I I have almost no body hair, so I'm looking at my armpit right now, and I don't know what I would trim, but. Uh, I'll tell you, if you find a deodorant that works for you, you buy a lot of it because they will discontinue it someday. Wait a minute. I was in a hot I'm tub still... with you. You have plenty of body hair. I was going to say, I mean, if, yeah. you know, you've got the just the longest hair and big bushy beard. Is that is that it for follicles on like Randy? Neck, neck down, he's like, like a dolphin. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I was bare. Right. I have some hair on my chest. I'm just... It's just not. I. I don't. There's not enough under my armpit to uh, to worry about. This is a right. nice conversation <laughs> anyway, we've ever had. I. I found years ago that this one thing called Degree Dry Protection Cool Comfort is my ultimate deodorant, and so I bought many, many of them. Mm. They're in storage. Sounds like a just, whiskey to me. Oh, you're like weird. you're like Elaine. You bought and like how she bought all those uh, right. sponges. The sponge. Yeah. He's not sponge, sponge. worthy. Yeah. Yes, I'm exactly like a woman fictional character with her birth control no but yeah. what i mean is you're you've stocked up on a deodorant that you hope never goes out of stock so you've got extra like that's great there's nothing wrong it with that i will do that. it will get discontinued whatever your favorite anything is in the bathroom it will get discontinued what yeah. if it gets discontinued because it, it causes some horrible affliction <laughs> like we've just right. found out that you know in degree it is great Forrest because Glenn. You're, just, you're describing something that is supposed to happen, Randy. It's supposed to get discontinued. Otherwise, we'd all still be using 
toothpaste paste in a whatever they used to give it to you when oh, the powder powder yeah. toothpaste right was that a thing yes oh yeah and you can always find can it like on the get. bottom yeah you can find it on the bottom shelves of like walgreens it's that's like, a thing i mean I've, I've heard of in a, i've heard in a pinch like if zombies are here you use like uh Baking like soda. Baking soda, yeah, but I, I didn't know you could get powdered. Ver- I want to try Zombies don't care if you have bad breath or gingivitis. <laughs> well, no, but you no, do. No, but the people around you are going to be more likely to, to help you uh, fend mm-hmm. off a Sure, a sure. Horde you haven't, you, you haven't bathed in a fresh. month, but you're worried about your baking soda breath. Well, no, Whatever. you're worried. I'm saying you're worried that you're going to rot your face off and, and you're going to end up having major pain and infections and stuff like that. <laughs> you still got to take care of your damn teeth, whether you, it's not all about freshness. So for me, I, what I hope happens is that uh, we evolve as a species to no longer need teeth, or they just become straight up bone <laughs> like a dog, you know? Because who needs this? What, what, why are our most sensitive nerves in these tiny little things in our mouths? It's shit. It's the bad design. Uh, bad design. Mm-hmm. Well, you we- know what? I love I love that film sack is turned into health class. <laughs> I think, I think that's what we should do next. Yeah. yeah. Let's make it happen. Uh, give, after much more, Scrutiny. we've decided to become a health podcast. So enjoy. Nice. Uh, thank you for the email, Heather J. You can send your emails to filmsack at gmail.com. And that is going to do it for today's show. I do not know what our next movie is. What is it? So, next week, we're watching Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, my. Yeah. The first the first Thor movie. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, the very first one. Uh, no, that sounds great. I'm, I'm excited to see this old 80s standby. I think I've seen it twice, but I don't remember if it was that or some other movie from the 80s. I this never will fit in really well with my Christmas rotation of John Hughes films, so this will fit okay. nicely. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what's her name in it? Um, Elizabeth Shue and yeah. Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah. yeah, she was the second Marty McFly girlfriend. Uh, she was in right. uh, Leaving Las Vegas, right? That's right. Won yep. an Oscar for that, or at least a nomination, I believe. Mm-hmm. And a nod. Uh, she was on CSI for a while. Yeah. She was on. She was the Karate Kid girlfriend. Oh, she made right. a living in the '80s playing girlfriends. Yeah, she did. The girl next or door. babysitting. Wait, she was the same girl in Karate Kid. Same, yeah. same actress. I not, think. not yeah. part four. No, 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 no. <laughs> part two. Right. Yeah. Right. Part two. Part four was a girl. Right. Right. Yeah. That Just was, not any girl. That was Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Swank. Yeah. Hillary Swanksies. In part four, the Karate Kid was a girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who was Mr. Miyagi in that scenario? Same guy? Same Mr. Guy. Miyagi. Same guy. I've never yeah. seen four. We should make that a point at some point to see four. I have the entire series plus the new one uh with, with Will Smith's child. I like that one. I was a fan of that. Yeah, you mean you own like the box set or something? Y- yeah. You, he owns you every he owns everything. He's some kind of weirdo. I thought I owned everything. Yeah. I bought it on sale one year. They had the whole set for like $5. I'm like, deal. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to deal with the idea of watching Adventures in Babysitting. So come back for that. Nice. Uh, Filmsack.com is our website. Visit it. Have fun there. And also, don't forget, you can leave us reviews wherever you find us uh, out there, be it iTunes, Google Play, wherever. And also, Filmsack on, uh, on Twitter. That's a great place to find us and talk to us and hang out as well. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Exactly what I was going to do. This isn't my face. Always in the last place. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Uh.
That's from the other movie. But. Yeah, it wasn't even the same. <laughs> yeah. but same what technique. The crap? I have three of technique. I have four. Pour total. chunky soup into a toilet yep. while you make that. Let's, let's play all four of these that I have in my library where somebody makes sure. a bad barf sound. So here you go. <laughs> How long is that last one? That's that one? John Goodman one that's like seven seconds long from uh, oh, Barton oh, Fink. Oh, uh, Barton Fink. Yeah, that one's I'm looking rough. At, I'm looking at my voodoo collection, and dadgummit, my complete Karate Kid collection doesn't have four in it. It's got oh, one, no. two, three, and has the most recent the one. The next Karate Crap. Kid. Well, it is poo. Yeah. It is garbage. So yeah, maybe they that's disowned why. it. You can't disown it. Well, can't you? 